Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake Scott with you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena Studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me and uh, broadcasting safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. How are you today, Jake? Uh, I'm good. I, I Actually, I'm a little grumpy, but uh, and we'll get to that coming up here momentarily. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. But but you doing all right? Things good? You're good? Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just feeling almost stellar. Uh, Lisa, you know, get the, the, the crusts off your sandwich today? No, I made my own sandwich today, and I got to tell you, Jake, it sucked. <laughs> It freaking sucked. No, I, I put it on this this kind of uh, fancy roll-like thing that's kind of square, you know, that has almost like a, a Tuscan feel to it, and and it was it was it was stale. It was hard. It was it was horrible. Mm. The fixings were okay, but not nothing special there either. So. I don't know. I don't know if I... A disappointing sandwich is disappointing, you know? I don't know if I believe you that you made your own sandwich. If no, you did. If you did, I do believe that it was it was likely bad, but <laughs> that, I, I don't it, know if I'm it, buying it. Both are true. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, other than, other than that, if that's, if that's the worst you can complain about, you know, then, although I will say that, you know, in this in this time of, of the virus and all that, we're, we're all carrying... Uh, a little bit of a, a heavy heart, a little bit all the time, you know. And so, what we do is we try to store that away and and do the best you can and hope for that everybody's safe and sane. And so, that's what I'm doing. Okay, all right, good. And it would be nice if uh, if sports could be played safely in uh-huh. that environment. And so, we'll talk about that today. Again, but uh, every day there are just new little angles on the whole thing. So, but uh, but the sandwich was bad, and uh, Jake, I hope that you've recovered from your rough go today. Do you want to give us a hint? Well, what well that's related I, to well, I it, this is not related to that actually. I I yes, I got my daughter injured twice this morning. She was in my care for like fifteen minutes and wait, whoa, 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 back up. You didn't get her injured. She, you might have been on watch, but the fact that she uh, got a little, you know, scuffed up a little bit wasn't really your fault. 
Well, I appreciate that, and and she's fine. So that's that is good. But I I did I was grumpy because I didn't I didn't feel like I was parenting at my best today. But no, no, no. The the reason I am grumpy right now uh, was it Will Purdue on the on the Michael Jordan docu series where he asked Jordan why he would stop at the front of the plane and play dollar blackjack. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what was what was Michael's answer is because it's yours or something like that. Yeah, like I, want, that, I, I want I want I want your money in my pocket. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my beloved Kiwoom heroes dropped two in a row <laughs> to lose a three game series with Austin's Samsung Lions. Thus, Say it again. The Lions win the series. Say it. And I owe Austin a Slurpee. And you know what? A Slurpee may not cost a zillion dollars, but uh, Austin uh, is going to be enjoying it on my dime. Oh, I can't wait. So, and so you are feeling like a loser. I'm today. just feeling let down by my team, which is which is actually a sensation I haven't had in a while. That that feels kind of good in a weird way. Especially in baseball. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I haven't. I mean... <laughs> Uh, we won the the World Series last year, we, so I've been riding we. pretty high, uh, high for a while, and yeah. now we, meaning the Key Womb Heroes, uh, are are feeling it today. The Key Womb Zeros, am yeah. I right, Gordon? Huh? Yeah, it sounds like you you guys just got roughed up. I, I don't know what to tell you. When the worst team in the league beats your team, you're in trouble. Okay, Austin's team Oops. is not the worst team in the league, but they did smash. My heroes, the Lions beat the heroes yesterday 5-0, just a thumping, and then today 8-5. to So pitching was, a, was an issue. Got out to a 4-1 lead. The heroes came back and tied it in the third or fourth inning at four, and then we never looked back. Okay, Took off so from there. Most significantly, Austin, what was the bat flip count? Uh, no home runs today uh, for oh. the uh, Samsung Lions, Okay, I'm guessing. Now uh, my guys are moving on to open up a set. Uh, got a doubleheader tomorrow with LG. Uh, Samsung moves on to take on KT. And uh, Doosan uh, is uh, taking on Kia coming up tomorrow. Uh, today, Doosan won over Latte uh, 7-4. Well, the Bears. Uh, the standings now, uh, let's see, Kiwoom is in third, a game and a half behind uh, NC, who's in first at 7-1. and one. And uh, you're uh, half a game behind me, Gordon, and then Samsung at 4-5 and five is, is down a ways. But. Just took two. We, have, we are leading in the Slurpee standings. That's a fact. So if, All if, right. if you're just really joining matters, the show... Right? That uh, we're we're following the Korean baseball league because that's what's out there, and we've all adopted teams, and now it's a it's a fun little competition. Yeah, and that is what matters, Gordon. If BYU beats Utah but loses the rest of their games, you know what's going to happen. That's all BYU fans will talk about for a year. Well, they haven't had much to talk about for then for and over a decade. Neither have us Angels or Lions fans. But yeah. here we be winning the Slurpee tourney. <laughs> a win is a win is a win. So do you guys like the idea of having corporations own teams? If that's what they do, do they own these teams outright, or do they, as you said the other day, Austin, kind of sponsor them? No, I, I, I think they do own them. That's what you, I said. Yeah. Do you like that idea? Do you think that's a good thing, or do you well, like they, I mean, in a individuals sense own? In a sense, they already do, right? I mean, well, kind of. Like, Bob Kraft is... Craft Foods, right? But I guess Craft Foods don't technically own the team. 
I mean, yeah, like so that's the way I understand it. That he's the owner, and uh, but like the Larry H. Miller Group owns the bees, right? I don't know that. I think the Jazz are. Yes, they do. I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think the Jazz are a little bit of a different story with the trust. I don't want to go out of bounds on that because I don't know. But the the bees are owned by the Larry H. Group of Miller Group of companies. So I think, I don't, I don't know, Gordon. That's an interesting question. I don't know what what goes and what doesn't. Well, I don't know any major league teams that are owned by corporations. The Angels, when they won the World Series, were owned by Disney. That's true. Who also owned the Anaheim? uh, Mighty Ducks, right? Yes, that's correct. That wasn't Bob Iger or whoever was president of the Disney at the time. It huh. was, I guess you're it right. It was Disney. So, yeah. Yeah, good examples, Austin. But that's Take that, rare. Gordon. That's pretty rare. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they have it set up differently for tax purposes or what. I'm not sure. Huh. Well, I, I, do you think that's a wave of the future? Uh, the, the Braves are owned by Time Warner. Right, because that's what Turner moved, uh, merged into. Weren't the Cubs owned by the Tribune Company? They were, yeah, yeah. right. They're not anymore, as you as you pointed to. Yeah, it says here fifty three professional sports teams currently have some degree of corporate ownership. Huh. There you go, Gordon. That's they, a they lot. They just don't. They just don't put those names out front. Oh, you know what? This is from nineteen ninety eight. So that number is probably lower now. It's probably still. more now. Yeah, or higher, guess, that's what I meant. Yeah, I would guess it to be more. But I I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head. Can well, you think of the fifty percent? Well, that are owned in some way, shape, or form by a corporation. So that could be I'm sure a lot of the soccer leagues. Well, like for example, Magic Johnson doesn't own the Dodgers, but he was the face of a group of whatever, you know, of money that got together to purchase it, right? Right. So, right. so a corporation could have... corporation. No, but I, a cor- I, no, 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 listen. But a corporation could have a stake, right? I see. Maybe Magic uh-huh. got money from Starbucks as well as all these other, you know, entities that, that uh, purchased the team. Huh. Okay. I, I just don't really look at it that way. I, I like the fact that we have an owner here in town with, with Gail... That you can actually go talk to, you know? I, I don't know about a, how that would work with a corporation, how you, uh, I mean, do you talk to the CEO? Uh, yeah, I would I'd suppose so. Huh. Yeah, all right. I just, when I hear about these leagues like this, the Korean Baseball League, where all the teams have the company name, uh, I guess it's true, isn't it, Austin? Yeah, they are all owned by the company that is the name of the team. Yeah. Uh, I want. Does that is that harder for people to get uh, passionate about? Do you think that would affect fans in any way, shape, or form, or 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 not? Because you know you have some companies that people really rally around. You know, you have these enthusiasts. Like, uh, does Apple own a team? You've got these Apple enthusiasts who uh, they they're, they're like fans. Only for the corporation, not not for a sports team. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Like the, if General Motors owned a team, uh, then, uh, you know, what if you didn't like General Motors, but you liked the team? Uh, I, a quick Google search doesn't give you an answer as to whether Apple does own a team, but it says that Apple has enough liquid cash to buy every single team in the United States' four major <laughs> professional sports wow. leagues. Wow. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. 
I'm not so sure. Maybe it's uh, it's about who the owners, or excuse me, the you know the NBA when they're deciding to sell a franchise, who they decide to sell it to. That probably has uh, a lot to do with it. But what's the difference between? Uh, like Bob Kraft owning the Patriots and him also being the chairman of the board of Kraft Foods. I don't know how that's married. I know how the the Jazz were integrated into the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. So does that mean that Gail, uh, Gail Miller is the owner of the team or that Larry H. Miller Group of Companies is the owner of the team or how you look at it? I don't know. I, I'm not so sure that it matters. Okay. I just wondered if it would matter. If it matters, I, I know... Like we were talking about, uh, there are circumstances that are unique to the Packers and uh, where, where there is, I mean, the community is the corporation, I guess. Uh, but I don't know whether that, whether one way or the other is more prefer- preferable to a fan base. Hmm. I don't know. Probably based on uh, how well they run the team. Well, no, didn't didn't, the, didn't, don't the Ford zone the Lions? So if you yeah, but that's the Ford family. I think I don't think it's the Ford. But company, it's, it's the same. It? So what you're asking is, if somebody bought a, a, a you know, heaven forbid, a lemon that happened to be a Ford, <laughs> and came away from that uh, experience not so wild about their brand of car, would they be less likely to cheer for the Lions? I don't know. I don't know either. But I, that's in a sense what you're asking, right? Yeah, it's kind of what I was asking. But but I don't know whether people would have biases that would include the, a company as opposed to an individual. Oh, sure. I, There's all sorts of people like me out there that are biased against all sorts of uh, yeah. companies. For, I tell you right now, if Apple did own a team, I'm not cheering for them. Not a chance. What? But I'm a Samsung why? Lions fan. Because why did I choose the Lions? Because you have a Samsung phone. That's right. And a television. That's if I'm correct. Not. Yeah, but you don't, what, what do you have against Apple? Oh, wh- how much time do we have? Slave labor to begin? Yeah, let's start there. Well, hasn't all that stuff been ironed out? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. What do you mean ironed out? I thought, I, thought that, I thought that stuff had been addressed. No. I love this show. Okay, so uh, wait a second then. Okay, I, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, would you rather... <laughs> Okay, I want to say this as delicately as possible. Oh, boy. Would you rather pay more for a product, considerably more, if you thought that everybody involved in the envelope of the corporation of the product that you really like and that you want uh, was paid more? I, I wait, would wait, like, wait, was was paid more or or yeah. or not enslaved? You, right, yeah. yeah. Was paid more. That's the way I'm going to phrase it. Okay. So, would you would you absorb that? Let's say it costs you a hundred bucks more. Would that uh, would no, that make you feel better? I can't afford it, and I'm under no delusion that I don't own something in my home or, or that it wasn't tied to something like that. This is how the world goes around. But I know for certain. That I choose not to own Apple because of that, that number reason. one reason. Yeah, I'm but, under but no I, delusion you, to say I'm a perfect example of. Uh, to and look nor at. should you feel guilty, Gordon. Nobody's passing judgment that you're an Apple guy, but I'm with well, us. It and sure I choose, sounds like it. I, I love. I love. <laughs> I love my Apple products. Well, I choose not to. I'm with. I'm with Austin. I choose not to uh, to go down the Apple uh, direction. I I like it uh, that Austin bought New Balance shoes because they're made in the good old U.S. of A. 
I'm conscious about those sorts of things. Or I try to be as conscious as I can. I'm with you. I'm not under no delusion that uh, there's something in my possession that uh, has a tawdry background on how it was made. But I'm I mean, just watch would, Shark Tank. But I could do my best to to be as picky about that as possible. Okay, but would you pay? Be willing to pay a lot more money? Yes, you would. Well, to find a lot. I mean, if if it's uh, percentages, you know, if if Austin had to spend an extra fifteen bucks to buy New Balance shoes as opposed to shoes that were manufactured overseas, well, then it, if if I, that would be worth it to me, and I think what since if, Austin was, bought the what, shoe... What if it was 50 bucks more? What does it matter? What, why does my threshold make a difference to you? I, because I just want to know the depth of your conviction. Well, that, that dives into his budget and how much money he has at his disposal. Right. We're talking percentages here. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but, one of the few, I mean but, but, but if you're going to get moralistic about it, then, then where, at what price? Where, where, how, how long are you going to be moralistic about it if it's going to cost you more money? Uh, Until I'm hurting my child's ability to be clothed and fed. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's <laughs> Is that a good enough then, answer? That's within then, Dr. Blood? <laughs> that's within, uh, that's within my, my threshold. I don't know. Uh, Gordon, 37% of my uh, bi-monthly times 12 income. I don't know, but if I can can help it, I'm going to help it. What does my threshold make uh, make a difference to this? Because you're the one I'm talking to. Oh, and I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, if there was an Apple baseball team, I'd hate them. Right, and I don't don't buy Apple products because of some of the things that I've read about their processes. Yeah, but the, okay. So the the products that you are buying, you're certain that those are Lily clean. No, nope, I'm white, not. Pure and that, and... No, that was that was Austin's point. I'm not. Yeah, I know. And I and know. my actions, you know, you can do what you want to do. I'm not going to judge. But I can. One of the few things in life, I unless honest, it's a Porsche. Uh, right. True. Good point. One of the few things in life that I can actually control is <laughs> where my money is spent. Like most of the stuff that I do have no, has no impact on society whatsoever. But where I spend my hard-earned dollar is one place that I can actually control that. So I'm going to be somewhat choosy about where I spend that dollar. And do I know everything? No. But what I do know, I make a decision there. Okay, so so getting this, bringing this full circle, it would affect your fandom if corporations owned all the teams. <laughs> I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know. But but doesn't geography affect your fandom, Gordon? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that can affect Yeah, that's, that's Uniforms, colors, yeah. Right, who knows? And it's different to every person, right? You know, it's amazing to me, bringing that up real quick, how passionate some people are about things like uniforms. I mean, I've been reading about these the Rams reaction after they unveiled their uniforms, you know. When did they do that? Yesterday? And all these Rams fans and people are saying, no, that's soft. I saw Dickerson came out and said he doesn't like it. And it really is. I mean, the uniform, there's a passion to sports. And maybe there's a passion to some businesses that is, that, that is very emotional. And, I mean, should anybody really care what what the uniform looks like? I mean, as long as it's not atrocious. It's sports. None of this, none of sports is uh, rational. <laughs> okay. We're so we're in the loony bin here. Right. We're rooting for players bouncing a ball. I mean, we, we personally connect ourselves to these events and these teams that we have technically no connection to whatsoever. Yet it's 
a part of us. Why do you think everybody, you know, uh, I know uh, I do it somewhat as a joke, somewhat, because we did it. But uh, the Nationals winning the, the World Series, I mean, how many people out there say we and us when talking about their favorite sports teams? They've got nothing to do with it other than maybe they watch it on TV or pay a ticket, but you know, they're not playing yet. It's we. We. And that's what's great about sports, though. That's why we love it, because we make more out of it than it really is. Well, I mean, but you don't know. Yeah, I understand that. So can you apply that same logic to the corporations you spend money with? Because uh, you don't you don't know everything about what's going on, like you were talking about earlier. And the teams you root for, you don't know whether so-and-so who you adore as an athlete is an SOB. And, and yet fans pour their heart and soul out and root like crazy for that person. They do, and those athletes and those teams – benefit from that passion they do it's it what makes sports lucratively beautiful uh but i don't know gordon if uh, again let's use the the lions for an example if if uh samsung or detroit if ford uh, uh let's go with detroit <laughs> not the not the current champs okay if ford laid off a factory worker and that worker turned around and said y- you know what i will never root for the lions ever again i would get that right so I, I don't think there's a definitive answer to your question. But I, I do think that when corporations put their logos on jerseys, it's about capitalizing on that on that connection. That you will like their company more because right. they have That's their logo. That sure. that the the like who's GE? The Celtics? GE is hoping that the Celtics brand brings the positive effect to the company and not the company sending negative effect to the franchise right and it's probably why they vet those things out pretty well yes because it's a delicate it's a delicate marriage Hmm. all right all right things to ponder i don't know how that we went down a we went down a rabbit hole there we're off to a good start did you see the movie rollerball no you never saw it no you know do you ever see the original i think it had uh james conn Ah, Jimmy Conn, uh, no. Mm-mm. And uh, John Houseman in it. But I think it, if I'm not, I saw that back in like the mid-70s or something. And it, it, it seemed like it was like big corporations ruling the world, you know. And so uh, it, it just made you think about the power of the corporation. And so if they take over all your sports teams, too, some people I think might. Might wonder about that a little bit, but anyway, hmm. we didn't plan on talking about that. But that uh, I think that's sort of interesting, really. It's pretty. It's like it's like power in America. It's a it's, pretty anti-corporation take there, Bernie Sanders. What do you mean? Did I say anything about it? I didn't say. I said what the movie said. I didn't say what I said. Would you root against? The You're evil- the one that's sitting there saying I'll never buy an Apple product. Would you root against the evil corporation? <laughs> if that corporation uh, owned a team. Would you root against the team if an evil corporation owned it? That was what you were getting at. Well, I, I mean, I hadn't really... I haven't looked into it the way you guys have. <laughs> I, I just... I, I've, I've bought Nike shoes in the past because, man, I love those shoes. And, and I've bought Apple products because I love... I like the products. I like them. Well, if you don't want to feel feel guilty about either one, I wouldn't dig into it much more than that. So, are you saying we should always buy American? Is that what we? I'm do? not. I'm not saying that. I just try to aim as much of my spending dollar toward local. I like local stuff. Keeps it All here. Right. 
Okay. Uh, speaking of that, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Tim Brown from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Tim, what's happening? How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, we are terrific. Uh, you guys are open for business. You've been deemed essential uh, during all of this, and you're out there still helping our listeners. Love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you may not even believe it, but, man, we got just absolutely hammered um, in a good way. Uh, we got just buried with work in the last, like, two or three weeks. So, I just, man, I think people are kind of trying to get back to normal as much as we can. Well, let's talk uh, a little bit uh, about your company there at RGS. You guys are a family company. Gordon and I were talking about buying local. You know, it doesn't get more uh, much more local than that. Well, we love it. In fact, yeah, definitely. Not only are we local, but we've talked about it before, but we've been here in Utah for five generations. So my great-great-grandfather started doing work on, on home exteriors way back in the 20s and 30s. All right, so maybe stuff uh, you, you've been uh, people out there have been home a lot more during this whole thing, and you've noticed things on the exterior that need work. You guys uh, pretty much do it all. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, everything between stucco, rock, siding, the James Hardy siding, um, rain gutters, rain gutter covers. Um, that's actually kind of the big push right now, I think, as, as spring's coming up. People are getting out and having to clean their gutters. And so, you know, we can go up, we can put new gutters on, we can put covers on so they don't ever have to clean them again. But really, anything on the outside of a home that you can imagine, we take care of. All right. Find out what uh, they can do for you. RGSUtahSiding.com is the website. The phone number, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. And again, RGSUtahSiding.com. Tim, we'll be hanging out with you throughout the show. Thanks for dropping in. Love it. Thanks, guys. Look forward to talking a little bit. Thanks, buddy. That's our friend Tim Brown from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Uh, give him a call. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. In fact, uh, a very great piece out there in Sports Illustrated about uh, the return of college football. We'll tell you all about it straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone band of the day today the shondells selected by me and brought to you by live nation concerts buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. you want to talk a little college football uh, gordo uh sure yeah i'll uh, just up for that course we've been uh, following uh, sports in the absence of sports and how it would possibly return throughout all of this gordon in the various uh you know professional basketball and college football uh, mattering the most to us around here of course and uh, we've talked a lot about the nba's possible return uh but one thing is is really true gordon and we're going to dive into this is that it is going to be a lot easier for professional leagues to come back in some way shape or form than it is going to be for college athletics. Yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> I would agree with that. And uh, to make excuses, especially for the college guys, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said there's no playbook for this, Jake. 
which is true, which is and makes this really weird. And there's a piece in Sports Illustrated, SI.com, uh, written by Ross Dellinger and Pat Forty. And in fact, Ross is going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, but they've done uh, um, basically a breakdown of how college football could come back, uh, what would have to happen. And it's not so much a breakdown as it is the opinions of the conference commissioners as they interviewed uh, basically all 10 of them um, from the P5 and the G5. And then actually it's 11 because they also, uh, the athletic director for Notre Dame, they interviewed him. Uh, but they got their thoughts on these nine different points, starting with, uh, for example, uh, number one is who's going to make the decision to restart on-campus training. And it goes on and on and on. And we can get into, uh, it's very thorough, and we can get into different parts. And it's, it's very interesting to see uh, the differing in opinions uh, on all of this stuff, but one where I think we should start, uh, Gordon. Before before you get to yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I, I was unaware until I read through this stuff that uh, that all those rep- representatives from all those leagues meet like biweekly, and not including BYU, by the way. I don't know if you if that stood out to you too, but I, I just thought that was interesting that they that they get together and and uh, discuss the issues of. Of the day, which is great, and that doesn't mean of, they agree, but they're at least talking. And it's mm-hmm. the Group of Five and the P Five uh, commissioners and Jack Swarbuck, right, the athletic director director at Notre Dame. I don't know. I'm sure the independents and Tom Homo would like to be represented on those calls, and maybe they are. I don't know. But uh, yeah. uh, these are comments from those involved. And and let's fast forward a little bit, Gordon, to question number four. What if some schools can open and others, because of state governing orders, cannot? And uh, this is the let's get the opinions of Craig Thompson and Larry Scott, because they're they're very much different. But I think that's a, a huge topic in this part of the country in particular, given the way that uh, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada uh, are kind of uh, opening up or, or not opening up, as the case may be, uh, because these two commissioners, though in pretty much the same footprint, Gordon, have very different opinions. OK, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's what Craig Thompson had to say. He says, the sense I get, we would trend toward this. If states and universities are open and ready to play, we'll play with whoever is available. But that's not a final answer. I can't imagine a scenario from a Mountain West perspective where 12 different institutions in eight different states come to the same conclusions on when to reopen. We're all over the map. Which is exactly true. It is true. And he's kind of saying, you know what? It's going to be the Wild West because I don't see everybody getting together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Scott said this, said, quote, I'm hopeful and optimistic that if our universities and conferences with the benefit of medical expertise determine it's safe for training camp to open in July and a season open in August, we're going to be able to do that nationally in a coordinated way. Then there was a follow-up question, Gordon, uh, that was, you're in the school of thought that all 130 FBS schools need to start on time for everyone to play. That's the question. Larry's answer, quote, yes, I'm cautiously optimistic that's what's going to happen, unquote. I wonder why he thinks that, or if he really does think that. I don't, uh, I don't know how like he— Craig Thompson's being a little more realistic. I don't know how Larry could think that, or even 
let me put it this way. That's a possibility, sure, but what's what's the percentage of that going to happen? I mean, yeah. Craig Thompson is 100% right. You're, you're coordinating politicians and health officials in how many different states? What are the odds that they're going to be on the same page about everything nationwide? It's fractured. There's no way, right? Maybe I'm just being cynical about this, but I don't I don't see that happening in any way, shape, or form. No way. Not I do with, th- sorry, go I, ahead. I, I do think that the athletic directors and school presidents, many of them around the country, are determined to have football because they need the money. They need the money. And so I think they do agree on that. But what will the restrictions and the directives be? What will the attitude be in these various regions? I That seems like it's hard to predict at this point. And uh, they do say in here that there's more questions than answers. And these guys are guessing, I guess, if you want to say it that way. But I, I'm not sure I understand exactly where Larry Scott's coming from on that, that you're going to have that kind of universal thought. I would guess that he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to admit right now that they would proceed without the California schools because that would not be popular. And, I mean, if you look at the way, you know, Washington's being a little bit more uh, restrictive, there are two schools up there. You know, so now you're looking at six out of your 12 institutions, and so that's half the league. So he might be really weary about rocking the boat. Yeah, I yeah, that sounds – I think you're right. I mean, he's a politician. We've heard him talk for years. Not an elected one, of course, but he behaves like one. I mean, he, he speaks like a politician, and that's a that's a real political answer, I think. Craig Thompson's much more – see, Craig's taking the attitude that I think that everybody's going to have to take eventually in one way or another. That's, hey, we've got to be pragmatic about these things, and some things are going to be possible, and some things are not. The consequences are dire, so we're going to have to put on our big boy pants and do what we possibly can. And if if something's not possible, well, how can we operate under those parameters to get something done? So I appreciate Craig Thompson's honesty. I do, too. And I know what you're talking about with Larry Scott and what he's doing. Yeah, the last thing he wants to do is is say, oh, yeah, all the rest of us are going to join in. But those schools from California and who knows where else, uh, we'll, we'll just have to do, make do without you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Which is yeah. like, I mean, listen to Mike Oresco's comments, Gordon, from the AAC in answering the same question. He says, if California is not playing football, but everyone else is, do we still play? My guess is we would play. <laughs> But that would create a real problem for the Pac-12 and the Mountain West, which have teams in California. I can't speak for them, but I don't think that would necessarily inhibit people from playing in the rest of the country. But it might mean not playing a game with a California team. It could get uncomfortable and it could get messy if the governors can't get on the same page. And that's uh, what you're hoping. Uh, and that's what you're hoping happens. Well, why you'd hope that happens, but that that attitude is hilarious. That's like, well, if California can't play, I don't know. That stinks for the Pac-12, I guess. But we're looking good. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. That's how it's going to be, though. That's yeah. This is the real issue here. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, finding. I mean, Larry Scott is talking about that bringing into a, a situation where everybody has to start at the same time. Uh. I, I don't even know if your schools are all going to agree that they want to start at all or that they can start at all. They all want to start. It's but a, I, I mean, it, he seems like I mean, Larry Scott just strikes me at the times I've been part of interviews with him. He seems like he's whistling in the dark. It's just 
walking through, you know, uh, what problem? You know, I, these other commissioners are bringing it strong and saying, yeah, this is this is very real. And then here's here's the situation. And Larry Scott going, eh, we'll, we'll all be together. Well, that's I, I that's know. what Larry Scott's hoping for, because that's his best case scenario. And he just wasn't going to talk about uh, what. What lengths he would he would go to? Yeah, you're asking me how much more I would spend for my shoes, and I'm not going to answer that uh, to your satisfaction. And Larry's not going to answer this to ours either. How far he'd be willing to go? Because how long would he keep his job if he just truly disregarded the four California schools? That probably wouldn't be real good for his long term security, unless he had their blessing somehow, which I'm sure they're not giving at least now. Not now. Well, uh, I, I don't think you mentioned Bowlesby. Did you, Bob Bowlesby, what he said when he was asked, what if you have 40 states open and 10 are closed? Uh, let's see. Here's you Bowl- start playing football without the 10. And Bowlesby said, I think you probably start playing. Yep. That could actually happen within leagues as well. It's almost a more difficult question within leagues than on a national basis. There are places that are hot spots. The numbers in Dallas are continuing to climb. Our governor in Texas has proclaimed we're going to start opening up business and society. And he even acknowledges that there's a bit of a gamble with it. We're going to have to watch it, too. We go back to practice and all of a sudden we have somebody test positive and we're going to be out of business. Well, you've got to get to the point where you won't be out of business. I mean, you can't even start if that's if that's the case. And we've heard people, uh, most notably Adam Silver, say that. So I don't know if I agree with Bowlesby. But he is, you know, very bold with his opinion. You know, they're going to proceed. And they'll figure it out as it goes. And stragglers be left behind. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what they're saying. And that's probably this what's is- going to happen in, in some in some respects. This is one of the really interesting aspects to this whole process because people join leagues and they are part of associations because they feel protected in that environment. Well, this could come down to dog-eat-dog. So we can get into more of this stuff as the show goes along. Uh, Again, coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to have Ross Dellinger on the show. In fact, uh, confirmed time for tomorrow, Ross? 2.30 tomorrow. So at this time, we'll just be wrapping up likely with Ross Dellinger. Actually, I I forget Gordon's on the interview, too. So in about uh, 10 minutes from now tomorrow, we'll be wrapping up the interview. Crickets, come on. That was funny. I didn't think it was that funny. (laughs) can hear him holding it back. I tell you, I miss, I miss, this sounds really, really weird and and, uh, creepy, but I miss looking at Gordon every day. Because then I can, because I, 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 makes one of us. I've, I've seen the facial expressions <laughs> enough that I can usually read what's going on there. I, I miss that. So you're in touch with your feminine side. You're thinking like a woman. Wait, how did you get there? Because you like looking at me. Well, do you have to be a woman to like looking at you? It was a, that that now that was humor, Jake. <laughs> it was and, and not humor. You Suddenly, was Jake turns into this literalist, kind of like the pro bowler thing all over again. I didn't even, nobody even got that. Oh, I thought it was pretty clear what I was saying. Hmm. Doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Um, you know, the funny thing about this is one of the something I've learned about humor 
is if certain people don't get it, it makes it that much more funny for those who do. Okay. All right. Well, uh, nobody out there uh, thought that was more funny. <laughs> you're, you're like San Diego State in the Mountain West. You're going to be left behind. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors and Construction. We're talking with our good friend Tim Brown all uh, all show long here today. But, of course, uh, they are the best when it comes to anything with your exterior. Install or replace rain gutters, heat cables to prevent ice and snow buildup, gutter covers to stop leaves, a replacement of fascia soft, uh, soffit, installed new brick, stone, and stucco. It goes on and on and on. Give them a call, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone stay tuned we've got what's going on coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour sam amick will be on the show at the top of the four o'clock hour and jonathan tavernari is going to join the show at the top of the five o'clock hour so make sure and stay tuned for that uh, Gordon, in your column today, you got into uh, Clay Helton's comments the other day about the Pac-12 playing an 11-game conference schedule. We talked about it on the show, and we were talking about this SI report on uh, what uh, college football is, is going to do as well. But talk a little bit about your column and uh, you know the possibility of playing a just conference games or a truncated schedule. Right. I mean, and this is just a brainstorming that's coming out of the league. I understand that no one is married to any one idea. But uh, as far as conference-only seasons go, I get the usefulness of that if if it's not 11 games. It's the 11 games part that I have a problem with because – these teams are, are, are already scheduled for 12 games. So what difference does it make if you change that to 11 games? How does that help? It doesn't help because what you're essentially doing is you normally play nine conference games and then you have three non-conference games. Well, if you're going to abbreviate your season, then abbreviate it if that's going to help somehow. But don't cut it from 12 games to 11 and then add two more games, what you're doing there is adding those two extra conference games. And I, I, don't, I don't understand exactly why how that would be helpful. We mentioned it the other day, Jake, but to me, if you're going to abbreviate your season for the safety of all, then okay, then go ahead and do it. But not like that, because now you're essentially doing – you're not helping yourself. Is that, am I clear on that? Yeah, do you, yeah. And, do you understand what I'm saying? And I, I certainly agree, and I, I agreed with the column, and there's a lot of things that are out there. Uh, when asked about a possible conference-only schedule, I thought Jack Swarbuck's answer in the SI piece from Notre Dame was was really interesting. And uh, we, I know we got to jump to Tim, but let me just uh, let me read this real quick and get your, uh, your reaction, okay. Gordon. Uh, he said, quote, I think it's a very real possibility. There is support for a conference-only plus one non-conference game. 
game. If that's the model, we'd be fine because we would be most people's plus one. The ACC has a, uh, has been a great partner for us, and we've got six ACC scheduled this year instead of the usual five. That's a pretty good building block. The Naval Academy is adamant about playing us. But he goes on. He says it's a little nerve-wracking. Part of the problem we're going to have that I think is unavoidable, there are different places with different rules. What is the trigger for liability for every league? It's mind-numbing. Everyone is sharing their emerging pol- emerging policies. Now, I've got uh, a Google Doc file with 8,000 policies in it. It's so much easier for Major League Baseball to say, this is how we're going to do it. We can't do that in college athletics. This will all be a hell of a business school study module someday, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is that the same fracture that is all around the country is involved inside of a conference, as we've already mentioned. Most of them, yep. So, yeah, many of them. So you've got difficult. I, I don't see what you gain by doing that, because if Utah is scheduled to play nine conference games this year and you want to ease off on the number, then go ahead and play those nine. But don't add two more, right? because then you might as well play the non-conference games. Yeah, I agree with and, that. And when it comes to travel, you know, I'm, I'm used as an example that uh, USC is scheduled to play Alabama in Arlington, Texas. Well, Arizona is scheduled to play Washington in Seattle. Guess who's traveling a farther distance? Yep. The Wildcats are. So it, it doesn't really accomplish anything from that standpoint. And, and in some cases... Like when Utah plays BYU, they drive forty-five minutes or miles up the up the road in a bus. I mean, it's 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 geographically uh, convenient, and it's interesting because when this column came out, that I've been hearing from a lot of Utah fans who say I'm I'm trying to keep the BYU Utah rivalry game going. It had nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the number of games you play. If you can play 11, you can play 12. If you want to cut back the season, then go ahead and play the nine conference games. Give Montana State and Wyoming and BYU the heave-ho, and then play your nine games. But don't add more games because now you're back where you began. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, of course, he is our good friend from RGS Exteriors and Construction. He is Tim Brown with us. And, uh, Tim, let's help out our listeners. And let's talk a little bit about this uh, this time. You guys are the preferred siding contractor of James Hardy. Explain that. Yeah, so basically what it means is James Hardy is, has some certain standards that you've got to meet, criteria that you've got to meet, and also uh, they survey all of their customers. And you have to have a basically over 90% referral rating, uh, meaning that 9 out of 10 customers will refer you again, which in our industry is huge. The, the national average is 5 out of 10, um, but we actually are, are, are way above that. And so because of all of that, then they've deemed us an elite preferred contractor, which really means that James Hardy says that we're the absolute best contract company in Utah to redo siding on, on their homes. And on top of that, you guys are, oh, just a nine-time best-of-state winner. No big deal. Yeah, we, we are that. That's something we're proud of as well, definitely. But, yeah, look, bottom line is we just want to take care of our customers and, and try to treat them right, and that's what it's all about. You know, siding, gutters, stucco, stone, soffit fascia, 
Uh, you just want to make sure the customers are taken care of and get them handled during these these rough times. All right. Give them a call. Find out what they can do for you. 801-280-3110. Or simply go online, rgsutahsighting.com. That's rgsutahsighting.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. That's our friend uh, Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. What's going on? It's coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.